you've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard balm. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Best hour of their day. We are trying to get back on to getting guests, and there is no better guest to have on the show than my friend Angelo Cisco, The legend, the man, the myth, the legend, shall we say. He's been around forever. He's got a whole host of kind of skill sets in his pocket from coaching games athletes you know uh started conquer athlete owned as affiliate sold as affiliate um what else have you done man like you started alpha hippie right like there's i mean some cool stuff bro i've done uh i smoke the crossfit identity game all the way to the filter that's what i told someone (laughs) last week i go i I own the gym i wanted to be the athlete i i I uh, get them to the game, you know, whatever the game was at that time that I wanted to play, open an, uh, open a second affiliate, um, be a business coach, like all of the things, create yep. another revenue stream company, do this one. I felt like when I was ready to let go of my cross and identity, I was like, you know, that scene, the beginning of uh, Achilles or Troy, Oh yeah, and Brad Pitt stabs that guy and then right. walks up to anything. I was like, "Is there anything else?" <laughs> and I was looking around and going, "Nothing else is here. <laughs> There's no one else. There's nothing. I'm out. I'm out of here. I did it." That's oh, that's fantastic! That is that is the best. That is the best opening to the podcast we ever had <laughs> through almost 400 episodes. And that my friend takes the cake. That is fantastic. So uh, when did you sell the affiliate? We sold it right. Uh, we agreed to the, the deal mm-hmm. right as the COVID shutdown was happening in March. Oh, well, good for you. Maybe not so good for, for, for the other half of that transaction. But how, how so? How, how so? So you owned CrossFit O'Hare or O'Hare CrossFit? Yes. Sorry, O'Hare CrossFit. Yeah. Um, so how have they fared through all of this being in Chicago? Well, here was something that was really important for us is as this time was shifting, where COVID was actually going to be a thing, and we were shutting down. Uh, I already had plans in 2019 that I was going to sell the gym and move to California. Mm -hmm. And for me to leave your gym in a time of disorder and chaos is the best time to sell your gym. 
and for sure right where most people are like no i want to leave and sell my gym to for maximum value i hear what you're saying to me that's short term because then it's harder to replace you yet when i left the gym my leader was also my number two who bought the gym and it's a perfect opportune time when the trees are being shaken for a new leader to emerge, mm-hmm. right? And like come out of this this time where it's all going to be stewarded in a different direction. You might as well do it when things are already a little rocky. For me, that felt even better. So for, for any sort of short-term money that I may have left on the table, and I'm still a, I'm still a part owner, and I still guide and help Susie, who's stepped into a wonderful ownership role throughout this entire time. So I'm not so far from the game, yet it was not where I was inspired to hold up during a time of crisis yet for someone then to step in as the hero Mm -hmm. leadership position what better time is it to put on the cape when there's actually a villain right i i don't remember i believe it is either i think it's built to last and when they talk about this concept of the you can see when people who are technically bad leaders so they've risen to some level of leadership and then the and then they leave and then whatever company crumbles, but they look great when they're going out the door. However, it, they look great for a very short amount of time. But if you realize the, what they left in their wake was just a flaming dumpster fire and they didn't set up the next person to be better or in some instances, sabotage the business or the corporation by hiring somebody that they know is worse so that they look better upon exit. That's that is it's not uncommon, unfortunately. Yeah. And so for us, when I made this deal, I stayed at O'Hare CrossFit. So we made the deal. COVID shut down. What was that? 20th of March. Uh, it was a I lifetime stayed, ago. I never remember. Yeah, it was a, almost a year ago, right? <laughs> right. Isn't that crazy? But anyways, I made that deal and we didn't leave to the day after Memorial Day yet. My wife and I knew the whole time that we were working for Susie those last two and a half months. Susie yep. didn't work for us anymore. I mean, that's big of you, but not shocking because I know a little bit about you. So, And, and I think that's cool. And we'll talk a little bit about probably what led you to that decision here as we get into this because i think this podcast is going to be a little heavy for some people some people we might need to pull over (laughs) if you're driving your car you might need to pull over so you could take some notes on this one um but i I do want to get into a lot of things namely we'll talk a little bit about um uh, alpha hippie which is your new project um which i think is a super cool endeavor uh but let's 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 backtrack a little bit. So you've had a ton of experience as an athlete, as uh, as a games athlete coach, right? You started Conquer Athlete with Jason Leiden, right? Yes. You, you've been an affiliate owner. You've transferred that. Um, you've done a whole host of things. And I don't think anybody does a list that sounds like that without doing a lot of personal development. Yes. Right? Like. I don't think you can get to the point where you can coach others, right? So you've, you've, we've talked about a couple of things. You've coached athletes, you've coached other business owners, um, but that starts with you. And I think this is important because you already know this, but this is one of the number one hurdles that we deal with when we talk to affiliate owners is they've got their personal stuff that needs to be unpacked. So how do you, what's your recommendation with regard to, to even start that exploration because that can be like terrifying for people yes yes so the easiest way that i have found for myself and coaches that are people that i advise especially people that are coaches is take your own advice and what i mean by that is take all of your you's and we's because they bring you to your knees and say them as eyes. So when you're working with an athlete or you're having a conversation with them and you go, you should do this, replay it later and go, I should do this. Because I'm willing to bet the only reason that you could see that in them is because it's in you. 
you we are all we and i say we because this is true including myself are projection machines so when you i could spot a weakness or whatever you want to call it in you the only reason that you could spot it is because it's inside of you this one is like i said this is heavy because this is one of the first things that we like even on sometimes which just like when we just when people call us and they just want to talk about it, feel you like we, I, I can see it and I can see it exactly for the same reason that you're talking about, because in most instances, I'm looking at a reflection of myself just several years prior. And I'm like, Oh my God, I know exactly what you're dealing with. I know the hurdles. I know why you don't want to do that. I know what your fears are and, and trying to get people over that hurdle is tough. Um, and admittedly, like our, our mutual friend, Marcus was one of, Marcus Gersey was one of the first people, actually he was probably legit, probably like my first, who I would call like legitimate business coach where he like kind of like helped me break the mold with regard to like starting that personal journey. And, um, and a lot of it was him going through a lot of those things with me and unpacking, okay, well, here's why you don't want to do that. Here's what you need to work through. Here's what you need to fix. And almost none of it was like the business. All of it was like me. (laughs) It's like, bro, you got some beliefs we need to shed like real quick, you know? So um, what, like what were, as an affiliate owner, what were some of the things that you dealt with personally that like helped in your growth until you got to the point where you're just like, cool, I'm going to sell this thing and, and this is going to, I'm going to move on to something bigger. You know, uh, first it was getting comfortable letting go of my crossfit I, this was the biggest hurdle is letting go of an identity that i had notoriety success and all that like letting really letting go and what i what i tell people is isn't the hardest breakup of your life is to break up with something that you love and you can't you can't just like from a, you know, uh, obviously I'm a heterosexual male, so I'm going to refer to this in this way is, you know, when I wanted to break up with a girl in my younger days, you could just ignore her, treat her like crap till she dumped you. Right. <laughs> your business, your business, and you, right. And you don't want your business and your clients, you don't want to function that way. And that for me was the hardest part of really letting go and moving into this new identity that or shifting my, my trajectory for this decade of life is it was really doing that and letting go of all those things, because it was the first time I had a breakup with something that I couldn't just treat like crap. And it was something that I also deeply loved. You said something pretty interesting there, which I caught on like you, you said the next decade. Yes. Which is, I think it's a fantastic way to think about that. However, I don't know most people are thinking past February. This is when we're recording this. We're recording this on February 20th. Um, yes. I don't know. Or no, 15th. Sorry. Uh, it's my son's birthday. I should know that. The, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I, how do you get how do you get past that when you get out of this firefighting mode or this just now, now, now mode and really start to put to pick a, a, a clear picture and like, what do I want my life to be like? What do I want this affiliate to be like? Whether I want to own it or I want to sell it or I want to have multiple. That's a big, that's a big idea, which is terrifying, which is why most people don't even talk about it. Yes. So I do my goal setting in decades. And what I mean by that is, is who do I want to be in 2030? Who okay. do I want to be? And then every year I'll go into plans. And what it really looks like is from years one, two, and three, you're usually the shadow or crappy dark version of the, the light version. Then around four, five, six, and seven, is when you are going to start getting into your footing, right? You're going to know the mistakes by then. You're going to have a couple scars. You're going to learn the game. And then you'll spend an extra year just thriving in that position. Your passion 
around eight year eight or nine, you'll see your eyes start wandering into slightly different areas. And then you'll eventually be able to move on to your to your next identity. And I really imagine that we all go through those cycles every decade. We just don't intentionally plan them. And then that's why you maybe get stuck in your shadow because there wasn't an accepting and intentionality. So in 2009, I wanted to be the CrossFit guy. Mm-hmm. 2017 is when I started the idea of embracing alpha hippie. Okay. 2018, I got more curious with it. 2019, I felt myself being called to something differently. Yet the first year I got someone to the games was like 2018. So all of that work leading up into that decade, I had enough momentum still of the CrossFit guy to take me through there. And that's what it really is. It's this, it's this. Boom, 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 coming through that underworld, new identity, boom, 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 new identity. And then that to me, it was my biggest shift in understanding. Now I'll tell you the truth, Jason, I didn't know that in 2009 because I was 25 years old. Oh, of course not. Yeah. I mean, if you asked me what I was doing in 2009, I was just like, I don't know. I'm going to go get dinner later. And I don't know, maybe go try to make out with my girlfriend, now wife, you know, but right. (laughs) Yeah. But like, so wait, so in that, so timeline wise, you, so you're starting to craft or concoct the idea of alpha, alpha hippie, or or you're being called to do this. Like, as you're, you know, I don't think it's unfair to say, like, reaching kind of the peak of your or the pinnacle of your coaching career. That's a, that's kind of a, that's a bit of a dichotomy. It is. But isn't it the truth, bro, that by the time you get to year seven, eight, and nine, you're really bored with it. And the thing, what I mean by that is it's easy for you. It's easy, like for you to go coach a, a top-notch CrossFit class is probably a joke at this point. It's the easiest part of my day. Right. And it's probably the part that people applaud you the most for. You could probably even charge extra for your classes and your affiliate and you would get paid, right? It's that thing. And then so no wonder your passions may, your eyes may wander to wanting to do other things. Like now you're beginning into more serving. You're creating this podcast to serve the community, right? And so you could, because you're so proficient at the thing you just spent the last decade mastering, you actually could go do other things now as like hobbies and passions. Yet then no wonder those things will overtake the next decade mm-hmm. as what will be the thing, much like how you and I probably found CrossFit. It was this right. passion hobby. We were doing something else. And then we went, ooh, this is the decade. Subconsciously, we didn't even realize it. This is the decade I'm going to build up into this. Then my eyes are going to wander a little bit. And now I'm going to get into podcasting or education, like very mm-hmm. similar towards you and what you're doing. And then eventually you you are willing to shed that identity of just being the coach because now you want to step into this dance very similar to how you did it a decade ago with coaching. That's cool. I've never really actually thought of it quite like that, but it makes perfect sense. Like that, That's very logical. And if I actually rewind back a little bit, I can see that pattern unfolding, you know, now looking back at it. Um, the the one thing that I think is tough, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this because this is probably the biggest problem I think in the affiliate space specifically, and and you've kind of you know kind of been through the whole cycle at this point. People they get into this because they have a calling to it. It's had some sort of dramatic impact on their life, and they're like, I'll I'll start this business, and then there's a there's a massive hurdle that most people are completely unaware of, right? So it's just like, I, I got into this thing that has a massive roadblock that I'm not even aware is there, right? Because I don't think even some people would even do it if they knew this. But going from this kind of hobby to make it a business and legit make it a business. I don't mean like it's a side hustle, right? Or like a side piece. I'm talking about like, this is legit how you make your living. It's how you pay your mortgage. When people ask you what you do. You're like, I am a business owner, 
What do you find to be the biggest block with regard to people making that transition? Because you and I have hung around some pretty high performers, right? And there is a distinct difference between those two different people, right? The people that understand what the roadblock is and how to get around it. And the other people who just keep running up against it and have no idea that they're running up against this roadblock. In my personal experience, I was projecting my experience too much on other people instead of genuinely meeting them where they were at. That to me is, you want to talk about you're a gym owner, you're a coach. The, the reason that you are not seeing the results that you want is because you are more than likely trying to get people to meet you where you are instead of meeting people where they are. And, and that has to do with not enough development in the work. And also too, the, the reasons that a lot of gyms don't really make it is because the gym owner really wants people to succeed so badly that they people please. And the bid, the, the basis of people pleasing is, ba is based off you not really knowing who you are and your ability to communicate that. I mean, if I was to say like, what is the crux of affiliate? Like that's probably what like our, our hyper focused on. I mean, so like if anybody's wondering, like if you were to look for, if, if you're wondering what like a, probably the most common microcosm of this particular scenario that we're talking about is, is like price money. Money is like the first one that comes to mind. They're like, oh, I can't charge that much. That's a lot of money. Boom. That is a projection onto other people. And like, and that's something that I, I've had to go through multiple stages of that because it's like, hey, you know, $100 is a lot and then $200 is a lot and then $2,000 is a lot and then $10,000. I mean, like it just keeps going. And every single time I've had to reframe my relationship with money. Why do I think that way? And then reframe my relationship with myself about value, about hard work, about all these other things. Um, but, the, but the sad part is, if we're talking about CrossFit, which is one of the most amazing things ever, in my personal opinion, most gym owners cannot get over this hump of like charging the appropriate value for their services. And so that's like the first one that comes to mind, but there, I mean, there's tons of these in the affiliate space, just like how you interact with your clients for premium services, like how you charge for personal training. I mean, like uh, it's just endless. What, what, what would be your kind of initial guidance for somebody who's having problems with that? They're just like, they just can't get over this hurdle because they have feelings about money or something else. And they're just projecting that on other people. All right, so the money one, I'd love to I'd love to help this one cuz I Do think it. about this one deeply, bro. If your first response when someone invites you to something is how much does it cost, you have a money problem. <laughs> I mean, no, just true. pay attention to true. that. Like, I, if it, it is like, "Hey, dude, we got this amazing thing coming up," and then you go, "Oh, well, how much is it?" Well, then this is what you're projecting to the people that are coming to your gym. This Because this is what you're attracting is people that are concerned with money outcomes because you are covered yourself with one. That's the first way to also to diagnose or even begin uncovering if you even have one. Number two is to understand that how much money you think you need is one thing, but also understanding that money is a resource, right? Money is just like saying, oh, you know, when a lot of people are like, oh, I don't need to make more than four or five grand. It's not about what you need because wouldn't it be cooler if every Saturday when most of your affiliate is packed with buddies and partners is that you really had enough rowers for everyone? Right. Like, wouldn't you just want to buy, you know, like for me, it was like, oh, you guys want to buy assault bikes? Well, if we can't buy 10, we can't buy these things. Cause what's the whole point of having three? I didn't want to ever feel that way. Right. And for me, it was like, 
that to me is like the thing is, are you thinking abundantly or is, or do you have a block with money? First of all, in your personal life by answering questions that way Two, do you not fully understand that the more money you have, the better you are going to be able to upgrade your upgrade everything in your gym, pay your coaches more, just the whole ecosystem's better. And one of my favorite, man, I love stand-up comedy, and so I love comedians. And Jerry Seinfeld said this on an interview once where someone kind of said something to him about, oh, you're in your New York office instead of the one in Long Island. He goes, Oh, excuse me, long time ago, someone told me that I was supposed to do well. <laughs> I, I misunderstood the game. Did I miss something? Am I doing this wrong? <laughs> right. Like you're supposed to make more money. <laughs> it's a good thing. Like Particularly, this, this, is the, this is the thing that I think is crazy, and, and I, I've met very few affiliate owners that have a problem with this, but <clears throat> the reality is we know that for the most part, there's turds in every flock right but however for the most part crossfit affiliates are some of the most benevolent giving human beings on planet earth and my contention to all of them is just like do you mean to tell me that if i gave you whatever give me a number three four five ten times the amount of resources you have right now that you wouldn't do ten times the amount of good that you're currently doing does that sound not fun or not rewarding or something that you wouldn't like to do i'm like what are you talking about like right. just and, and I think it's because people both fear failure, but I think in some instances, fear success. 100%, dude. That's where I study the most is Alpha Hippie's mission, as far as our course and our education, is that we help men stop playing small. I like it. Like, that's the thing. And and people could even look this up. It's called the Jonah Complex. Maslow did his hierarchy of needs, yep. which I'm sure a lot of people are. Yep. But he also came up with this Jonah Complex is that we, as humans, have a complex where that we would rather be a worm with all the other worms in the world than ever believe that we were closer to God. That's really yes, interesting. We all revere a hero and we all want that part of us. And that's the Jonah complex is that you will subconsciously and some for some people consciously hold yourself down in your destiny, in your biggest calling to this potential out of fear of what it would be like and responsibility it could be like to actually be your own fucking i'm sorry your own tom brady hey, you can curse here bro <laughs> but like you get what i'm saying right your yeah. own michael jordan like what would it be like then if i was actually the hero and that a lot of times for people is scarier than death is that owning that power being different being unliked by some stepping out of the herd is this idea of men playing small and the breakdown of this bigger complex. And this is what I focus on the most with people is because people have a decent idea of what that hero would be if you let them just let that imagination run wild. Yet the non-accepting of that and non-believing of that identity is where the work is where this idea of work really needs to take place is because they know it. They just don't accept it. And I think you, so you brought up another good point there, which is, I think a lot of people, I, particularly now in the current state of society, which I hope really goes away very soon, but the, this fear of not being liked or upsetting people is, um, and I would probably credit my parents to this because it's not something I've ever put a lot of thought into. And, and it's not that I don't like people and it's not that I don't care what people think. Um, but I simultaneously don't care what people think because I know what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, but I'm also aware that whether I like actively piss people off or not, there's going to be a whole host of people out there that just don't like me regardless. So from that standpoint, I'm like, okay, so I can chase my thing um, and maybe not have some people uh, like me, or I cannot chase it 
and subsequently still have a whole bunch of people that don't like me. So which one do you want? I'm like, I'll, I'll take this one over here where me, I, I chase my thing and I still have the equal number of haters. Like it doesn't change. You actually get more haters as you get successful because jealousy kicks in. People are like, oh, you're doing it? Like, well, let me try to pull. It's the whole crab effect, right? It's just like, you, you know why you can't, you know why crabs can't escape a bucket? Because people just pull them right back down. The, the other ones just pull them back down to the bottom. Um, and I think that fear of, you know, a customer not being happy or not liking them because they didn't like their price point or, you know, other gem owners looking down on you because you decided to like up your game and all this other stuff. Like, so what? Yes. Like, why? Like, what do you have to lose? Absolutely. I, um, you're going to get bad reviews. You might as well like yourself along the way. Right. Right. Because all of these things are part of the game. There's a, there's a great book and it's actually one of the books that, uh, you know, we, we, when you start our course, we ask you if you've read and if not, we send it to you. It's, uh, the four agreements. And one of the agreements in there is don't take things personally. And that's that. That's the name of the book, The Four Agreements? The Four Agreements. I have not read The Four Agreements, but it's going on my list. Yeah, it's uh, always do your best. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take things personally and don't assume. So simple. And, And it's quite profound. But this don't take things personally was a very difficult was the the part of non-attachment that I had to really focus on and just realize that if your happiness is dependent on anyone else, that alone is a reason to begin any other work, right? Like we, I am affected, I am affected. I am not emotionally turned off to when people say things that they do to like me or when they disagree with me, it hurts too. Do I want everyone to love me? Yes. But the idea of needing it creates dependency. Mm -hmm. And you want to be at a place where we all want to be at a place where we could regulate our own emotions and our own energy so that all of those things matter, but they become preferences and not wants, needs, or desires. It's what you would prefer. Would you prefer that everyone thought that your gym and Alpha Hippie program? Yeah, we would love to prefer that. But do we need that to go on with our day? No. No. And that's the game. And that attachment or dependency is why doing self-work is so important so that you actually could understand your inherent dependencies that we all have that we and in order for us to grow must all work through one of the things that i on that note that i i don't remember who told me this i might have been in marriage counseling i don't know like but my wife and i have done that repeatedly over the years most of it's most of it is preemptive but the um the the explanation that like you so everybody's like, so we're kind of what we're talking about is like feelings, right? I have this feeling about this thing, right? And the understanding, uh, and I don't know if this is accurate, but this is just the way I, I imagine in my mind is that um, you don't actually get to control how you feel, right? So like feelings are, are, are a reaction to some sort of external input, which, which sounds terrifying. However, if I understand that like, hey, I'm going to feel how I'm going to feel, but that's different than how I react, to the feeling, right? So being okay with feeling mad or feeling resented or resentful or spiteful or whatever, um, it's okay. Like, that's okay. Like you're a human being, you have feelings. You're not going to not have feelings. Um, that would be uh, terrible, like to not have feelings, right? Even even the negative ones, I still, I still want to have them. They're kind of part of being a human being. But what you do with them is important. Like, do I take this spiteful feeling and then project it on other people? Or do I take this spiteful feeling, acknowledge it, and then cast it aside and then move on with what I'm doing? And that was just understanding that like, hey, I actually don't have control of my feelings. I have control of my reaction to my feelings was pretty liberating for me because I was, you know, you're always talking like, hey, you got to control your feelings and you got to do all these things. I'm like, 
And then I, I really wish I could remember who explained that to me. I'm like, no, no, you don't get to control your feelings. Like you have zero say so in your feelings. You get to control what happens after that. And I was like, yes. oh, I can be down with that. I can totally be down with that. That's, that's easy. Um, but that for me was a big breakthrough because I was always, particularly in sports, growing up an athlete, you, you know, you have to control your frustration. You have to control these things. And it's just like everything is about control. Um, yes. And then I was just like, oh, I don't have control here. And understanding that you don't have control actually creates more control, which, and it seems counterintuitive. Um, it's uh, it's a tough one. And I see a lot of um, affiliate owners. I see a lot of athletes that like still struggle with that. What I like to tell people is we must understand that we're, our brains are still two thirds animal. The old lizard brain. Right? There's a lizard brain, there's an animal brain, and then you get a prefrontal cortex. Okay? Animals, lizards, and, and uh, the lizard brain, the animal brain react. Human brain responds. These think, human brain contemplates. And when you are able to move through that and understand exactly what those mean, then you are no longer a slave to your feelings. Your feelings, like you said, it's a natural thing. It's instinctual. You will not bypass those feelings. But once you feel that feeling and they begin attaching thoughts, AKA the front part of your brain to those feelings, that is the part where people get really caught up. I could agree with that. I could agree with that. I want to ask one more question, and then I want to talk a little bit more about Alpha Hippie and what you guys are doing. But yeah. I, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think we are about to enter um, potentially unprecedented growth within CrossFit. And I know that sounds insane, but I think it's coming, right? And I think sure. a lot of people that have been ringing the virtual bell are incorrect. Um, now, some of this probably has to do with the fact that I do get to see behind the curtain a little bit, and there's some yes. really good shit going on behind the curtain. And when I say curtain, I'm talking about CrossFit home office. Um, that being said, regardless of where gym owners are at in their development, in their growth, what would be, if you could only give them one piece of advice, what would you tell them to do? Faced with this highly likely, in my personal opinion, unprecedented growth that is coming down the pike, what would you tell them to do? All right. So first of all, I agree with you because this is the first time in CrossFit history there's actually leadership. Agreed. At the top, top. Top, top. There is actually leadership that is actually looking to serve the greater good of the affiliates, mm -hmm. the CrossFit mission, and all that before. Before, that was really lacking or not there, right? I would agree. Call it either one. Okay. I think that's fair. I think it's a fair assessment, fair and accurate. And I love all those guys, right? Right. Greg's, Greg's a fire starter. And Dave now is finally under leadership that we're going to see the best version of Dave. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Okay. Like, yep. I've met both of them. I felt their energies. I'm not yet. Let's be real here. Who's at the helm right now is the helm of servitude. The other guys didn't know the game because the throne was vacant and or not understanding of servitude. That's first and foremost. Uh, what was your, your, okay. And the greatest thing that uh, affiliate owners could do for their growth. Uh, is that what you said next? Yeah, because I, my fear is this, my fear is there, there is uh, with uh, this unprecedented growth, we could, we could easily say that there is potential to be unprecedented opportunity. And my, my biggest fear for people is they will not be capable of taking advantage of it. Yes. So what I really, uh, 
we are in the beginning of the mindful renaissance. This period in life will be known as the mindful renaissance. And to a certain extent, our entire world is going to shift to a deeper, more connected level of doing everything. And guess what, everyone? CrossFit was the beacon of connecting people to exercise through group-based fitness first. And therefore, it will have its time of receiving the biggest return because we were first, right? Like CrossFit made group-based fitness understood appreciated and not looked at as this is what the housewives did in aerobics type mm-hmm. old Billy Blanks. Like CrossFit was the first. And so therefore, no wonder CrossFit will restake its claim as the first to make it better because they've had the longest experience in the game and they've had plenty of experience doing it improperly. And now they have the right people in place to make it better. For the affiliate owners, it's understanding what they are rigid to and what they are open to. And for a lot of gym owners, the reason that they have had holding back in the growth of their gym and other opportunities is because they live a rather stuck, rigid way of looking at things. Here's a prime example. If you say that you are nervous and not start using the words that you are excited, you are already a closed person. Because the feeling of being nervous and excited are really the same feelings. They're very similar. What, what's the difference? Your lens. How you're feeling about this. The way I felt before marrying my wife before that last second before my son came out of my my wife's body all of those things depending on where i was that day in that moment i was either nervous or excited and so choosing that you're excited it will always help you be in a better position choosing that choosing openness is the most courageous thing that you could be and if you are unable to do that that is the call to start beginning on your own self-discovery journey if you are not intrigued you are intimidated that is the call to begin working on your journey with that are you a big fan of either journaling or you know, self-talk and stuff like that. Like people, because I get it. People are probably listening to this. They're just like, yeah, I get it, dude. However, what the hell does that mean? And how do I do it? Beautiful. So I fancy myself a male identity alchemist. In order for you to grow, you must not think because thinking is a plaguing thing. You only do what you believe. And so it comes down to your identity. Here's a good example of people don't understand what I mean. Those people that yo-yo and wait. Right. Their identity, who they believe they are, is a fat person. The guy that wins $50 million in the lottery and then goes broke a year later is wrapped up in an identity of being poor. They didn't know how to be wealthy. And so if to me, that type of work is who you are going to be and shifting into that, that identity alchemism begins with your thoughts. The most aware that you could become of your thoughts is to get them out of your head and into a place that you could see them. So if worse comes to worse and there's nothing you get out of this podcast, first thing you do every day when you wake up set a timer for five to 10 minutes. I do this on while I'm going to the washroom, full disclosure, and just write down anything that your mind is saying, even if it's like, oh, 
OMG, can't believe it's Monday and I'm about to go coach this five o'clock class and I'm freezing and I hope I remembered to put the heater on 80 in the car when I get up from this shit because I'm about to hit the car start alarm. Just start writing things out. You should take all of that and and write a book later and we're just going to title it Angelo's Thoughts from the Shitter. Dude, it's the honest thing, dude, because that's that's what it was like for me. You guys gotta understand, dude. I did the game the game for a decade. I know exactly just write down these thoughts. And sometimes it's great to go back and read them. And then sometimes it's just great to get them out of you, no different than the poop. <laughs> we should end it right there. However, I do <laughs> No, I get it. No, absolutely. I, mean, I, I think it. I think uh, there is a, uh, there's an underappreciated um, uh, value for um, the understanding that like simply putting things on paper either aches, either makes it real if it happens to be a goal or you get to shed yourself of the idea to some extent where I get to put it there and I'm like, it's not in me anymore. I know that sounds a little weird and quirky, but there, there is there, there's some. There's some realness to that, which is just like putting this thought down on paper and just looking at it and just saying, do I actually believe that? Or was I fooling myself into believing that? And a lot of times if you just write it down, you're like, I don't believe that shit. Like I've got a lot of stuff wrapped up in that, but I don't actually believe that. And putting it down on paper helps me get rid of it. I'm like, I can burn this piece of paper or do whatever. Um, but I do think that's important. Like I've, I've, uh, I've yet to be able to make that a habit, but I always, I, I tell you what, I actually do this to some extent. So my wife um, encouraged me to start like blogging right now. So, yeah. but I, so I do mine kind of indirectly. So I write a weekly email to the whole gym every Wednesday. I've been doing it for like two years, maybe a little bit more at this point. I actually lost track of time, um, but it's not for them. <laughs> It's for me. It is totally cathartic in nature. And so I put my thoughts on there and it's like a lesson learned. But all I'm really doing is thinking out loud and putting it down on on paper and sending it. And some of them are good and some of them are bad. And it doesn't matter. Some of them have spelling errors in them. The point is, it doesn't matter because the process of going through that and like putting that stuff out there and just putting it down on paper and like kind of dealing with my own thoughts helps me grow as a person and it's and my members love it now like they look forward to wednesdays so now i feel somewhat obligated to keep writing it but it's i still do it like it just changes themes over time um but this is also a way to kind of level up in leadership is just like put yourself out there so that you can start if anybody's looking for a way to kind of create attachment to your gym or your brand past fitness this is one way that you do it is you write and you literally no shit communicate people on a deeper level about things that are not fitness related. That is how you get people to stay forever because there's a human connection there. And it's not just about like go faster, work out harder, throw up afterwards. Like you can do that anywhere. What they can't do is walk into a place where they have a genuine human connection on a very deep level. You cannot do that everywhere. And if you really want to level up, I think that is one of the pillars of being able to do that, particularly in this relationship business that we are actually in in CrossFit Affiliates. No different than your body wants to take a physical dump, your <laughs> mind needs mental dumps, right? And, True. and the thing is, is I have news for everyone. What you're thinking about on a certain day is in the ether. You're not the only one. Right. Everybody has the same thought. They have the same fears. They have the same reservations, all the same shit. And that was one of the things that I learned over time because I've written hundreds of these things. And the responses I get back are amazing. Like they're amazing. Some of them, the people right back there, I'm crying reading this or like, I have the same feeling that really makes me frustrated. Thank you for this. A lot of them, most, the most common responses, thank you. I needed this today. That's it. That is the most common response to those emails that I send out. Thank you. I needed this today. Bar none. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, you want to be a great coach, a legendary coach, an amazing one. You should be able to coach yourself.
I dig and that. Like, right? And doing the writing and the journaling and becoming more aware and doing all the other work that entails that, getting yourself a coach if necessary, which I, guys, I still hire coaches for me, right? The same subscribing to all of those things and really being your ideal client and their attributes is really you must do for you. That is an interesting connection that I don't think people have made, right? Which is like, if you want those ideal clients who want to be coached and you don't have a coach, I'm willing to bet you don't have a bunch of them. No, because you think you know it all, right? Or you get those insubordinate clients that, you know the deal, guys. The ones that you hate the most, <laughs> and they're there. The ones you can't wait to cancel their membership. You're like, right. oh, please cancel. The one, right? The ones you're just like, oh, you know, they're literally there because you are not doing your own dance. And they're there to teach you a lesson. They're not there to annoy you. They're there to show you that they are showing up in a certain way because that's how you play. A lot of people that just pulled their car over just now and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> Got Dude, some stuff I, to work on. Like I say, I've I've done this with quite a lot of experience. And this is what, you know, gives me the the right I feel to to really talk about this with people. I've well, you've I've been in the fire, man. Like you're not talking hypo you're yeah. not talking hypotheticals. Like you're talking like real in no uncertain terms like this is how it works this is I, you know who these people are you pro they probably like we could probably say names right now like oh. like i know who those clients are yeah. um is was that was that the genesis of alpha hippie where did that come from alpha hippie was the name i great gave myself growth my my journey Mm -hmm. is called alpha hippie i was a very alpha dominated masculine man that felt that in, in order to grow it was all just about taking and not serving and then i learned through more of my growth that in order for you to really it's about power and not force right it's about attracting and not pushing and that's a different type of frequency and mm -hmm. in order for you me to achieve that was through looking inwards like i said eyes help you strategize using me's bring you to your knees and alpha hippie started as just the name of my own self-growth journey and then it turned into me starting the podcast and then it turned into me going, well, what else frustrates me is when men are playing small. I started doing a course even with just some men at the gym before I even moved out here. That mm -hmm. really helped me feel that I had something potent. And then it was enough to convince Marcus to come with us, right, and play. <laughs> and that took me two, three months anyway. Shit, that was a long enough process to go through with him. And... um <laughs> And, and really doing this and then moving my family from Chicago to California last year amidst all these things, letting go of, you know, letting go and, and surrendering is often looked at as a weak thing, yet it is actually the most boldest act. Mm -hmm. Because what you're saying is, is I'm stepping into the fire and I trust myself and I have faith so deeply that I don't even need to put my hands up to guard myself because so many people do things yet if you lean into it with a frown you are not leaning in you are not you're detaching it's no different than the person running away right. you just did the task that doesn't mean mean anything yet if you could do it and embrace it with love and compassion like i said like breaking up with something that you love and doing it with love and compassion, not feeling like you have to burn it or be mad at it. That's a whole nother level of growth and seeing of people. And when you've been able to do that, that's when you know that you are reaching yourself to being a higher level human, which only means that you're going to be a higher level leader, which means you in all of your roles, coach, business owner, friend, everything will be up leveled through that first lens. 
I think that's super important, particularly for business owners because, and more importantly for CrossFit, for gym owners, because that is, <clears throat> you and I both know, you've, you've coached uh, some high level athletes. I've, I've coached at, at the highest level as well there. And there's only really so much you need to know technically, quite frankly, with regard to movement and fitness, everything else happens between the ears. Probably 80% happens between the ears, whether we're talking about a games athlete or whether we're talking about entrepreneurship, like it's, that is, that is a game that is largely played between the ears. And that is where, and it's kind of counterintuitive because in the CrossFit world, everything's physical, right? It's just like work out, you do all these things. And it's just like, no, 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 we need to step back here a little bit. And if you really want to ex- ex- uh, succeed as, as, as a leader, we'll say, not just a, a gym owner, but as a leader, because you have a tribe there, you have like, you, you have like a no shit physical tribe there. Um, the majority of your work needs to be between the ears, right? Whether it's get a business coach or whether to get somebody who's going to help you with your mindset or somebody who's going to help you unpack your own emotions and feelings like that has to happen or you will be stuck for eternity where you currently are like you you'll have these minor ebbs and flows as the market goes up or down and you will be just a you know just an automatic recipient of what is happening around you but you'll never be able to capitalize you'll never be able to move above or beyond you'll never be able to go after that thing that's really audacious you'll never be able to level up out of that if in fact you want to do that you'll just be stuck in perpetuity um and you'll be disgruntled and you'll be one of the gym owners who's like, I sold my gym. And we, most of the time we know what that means. So I just got rid of it. Yes. Um, and um, that's unfortunate because I think the CrossFit in general has so much to give. And I really want people to understand that. Like, I think it's super important that the collectively coming out of this mess, I think it, it's time. Like everybody needs to like get their head screwed on right and really start thinking above just like, I need 50 members. Like that's, that's not gonna work. It doesn't work. If it worked, it would it would have worked by now. <laughs> mm-hmm. The the first step, Jason, is to up level your own belief in your own identity, which is that sort of self discovery work, that inner work, and then once you've been able to uplift that, you up level your skill set to meet that new person. So then. You learn how to communicate more effectively. You learn how to connect better intentionally. Yet it's all based on your ability to do it to yourself first. Can I communicate better thoughts to me? Because then I speak better words to other people. Do I know how to connect deeper to me, my true aspirations and my heart? So then therefore I could connect better to other people. So if you really want to grow, being, you know, what people don't like is hearing the word selfish, but self-serving and your own growth first in a feeling intangible sort of way, which makes most people uncomfortable, and then developing the skill set to do that to yourself frequently so you are not dependent and have attachment, like we said earlier, on other things, will then bleed out into everything and all things that you're doing. Your business, being a parent, being whatever role in other relationships that you have, the way I look at it is you have yourself, you have your relationships, and then you have your career, whatever your career purpose, whatever have you. Whatever is lacking in the self will bleed into the other areas. If you can't give yourself grace, compassion, understanding, you lack the skill of connecting to yourself, you lack the skill of understanding your thoughts, your own personal language to yourself, you will lack those in your relationships. Therefore, your business will all lack in those areas. It's not necessarily your business lacks in the the coolest marketing tactic or the Mm -hmm. Facebook ads. No, take a step back. Tell me your biggest problem with your wife. Then I'll tell you what's the biggest problem with you. And then that's where we need to start first. Because once we get it with you, it's all going to bleed through you. That's what leadership is really all about is in the level of your own proficiency with yourself. So you could read all the books, you could underline and you could highlight all the stuff 
you don't get it twisted. If you can't lead yourself and help and get coaching so that you could learn how to do this to yourself and, and be your own guru and learn what that is from an emotional perspective and then from a skill logical perspective, you will always be in the dark. You'll be waiting for the next thing to show up. And that thing is only a few months or last six to 12 months. And then the new thing, you got to figure out the new thing, maybe the new thing. Right. And then you're just cycling through that part because you have not had the courage to surrender to that first part, which is you. The, I like to think of it as selflessness absolutely requires selfishness they don't they don't they're not independent of each other and once i was okay with that was when i started to get better at all of those things i was like well hey i have to spend time on myself otherwise i'm not going to be who i want to for the staff or for my wife or for my kids or for anybody else and that requires me to say no to some things it requires me to spend some time some resources some money whatever it might be you know like it's on myself to make sure that when i come out of that i'm a better version for which then i'm going to give it away um and i think that's super important um dude we could talk about this forever but tell people a little bit about alpha hippie where they can find you guys what you guys do Give them yes, the spiel. Absolutely wonderful. So Alpha Hippie is available on all great channels as far as a podcast and all that good stuff. Uh, you can look up Alpha Hippie on Spotify and iTunes. At I am Alpha Hippie is the Instagram and Facebook, and I am Alpha Hippie.com is where we is our website. And uh, for the men out there that are a little bit more curious to us, we have a Facebook group, a public free Facebook group called The Way of the Courageous Man, where you can get a deeper flavor of of us and also myself as far as where I um, where I am as a guide and how I approach being a guide and mentor. Because for one of the, the biggest things is, you know, as coaches and teachers, we're all trying to take everyone to the same place. In order for someone to really feel open to grow or able to surrender, it's when they find a mentor that they vibe with. Mm-hmm. Rocky had Mickey, and that's who brought was able to bring the best out of Rocky. Yeah. Right? And in order for us to grow, we all must find a mentor. Time and time again, you look at the hero's journey. That's just, you can't, you know, Luke had Yoda. Like, tell me what hero, you know, Bruce Wayne had Alfred. Like, there Mm -hmm. is no escaping of this. It is the recipe. So what you do is, is you look at what ingredients you don't have and you go get them. Don't try to change the recipe, guys. And that's what Alpha Hippie is, is it serves as that reference. And those of you that want to do a little bit more homework, check out the Jonah Complex. I fancy Alpha Hippie as the whale in the story of Jonah. We take you in during the storm, and then we spit you back out when you're ready to go do your thing. I like it. Well, my friend, I think that's a good place to end this. Uh, as always, bro, this has been fun. We will do this again for sure. Um, but if you guys want, go check out Alpha Hippie. I think there's some really cool stuff. If you haven't figured this out for for full disclosure, it, this is for gentlemen only. Sorry, ladies. Yeah. Here, so here's yeah. It's uh, our focus right now is is primarily with the men, and not that I discourage females from listening to us. Yet our target audience is men, and the only reason it is is I do not want to pretend like I fully could be empathetic towards a woman and the thing that she's going through because I will never get my period. I will never know what it's like to have a baby inside of me for nine months. And so I don't want to pretend like I know that it, exactly what it's like to be in your shoes. 
I think and that's, that's fair. the reason I've chosen to be with men. Like when I started teaching CrossFit, I lost a hundred pounds. So I knew that my client, my best client, the person that wanted to walk in my gym and was looking to get a hold of their life and transformation, that that regular Joe that was on the couch doubting themselves, I did maybe not knew all your story, but I felt you and I knew that I could take you to glory. Well, now that I'm in this space, this is where I trust that if you hold on to me, I could take you to the gods for men. And that right. just has to do with where I am and my understanding of this and where I feel the most proficient. I love women. I love my wife. I'm not a chauvinist by any way, shape, or form. It's just where I trust that I am able to do my part in this game of up-leveling earth. I am not trying to keep women down. I am just saying that this is where I'm confident based on my experiences as a human being and a man in this thing we call reality. You know, you know your skill set, man. It's simple. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, brother, this has been fantastic. I enjoyed it. I got smarter. Here. I got smarter. I learned some things feel motivated as fuck, quite frankly, to go out and crush the world. Um, so, um, guys, check them out. Uh, if you guys have questions or anything for Angelo, hit us up. We're happy to hand you off. Go check them out. Um, kind of peruse in there. And uh, I will talk to you again soon, my friend. Dude, thank you so much for having me on. And I want to just share uh, CrossFit is a deep love of mine. She always will be. And uh, there's... The, there's hardly anything I won't do for the affiliate community. Let's put it that way. I love, I love you it. guys all. Thank you so much for, for being here across it. You have been the springboard to my entire manhood and I couldn't have done it without you across it. So thank you to anyone that's a part of it. And thank you to the CrossFit gods. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.